Welcome to the Mindful and Melanated Podcast. I am your host, Judith Gill, an astrologer, a mindset coach, and an advocate for all things intersectional. This podcast is for the melanated many who seek sociocultural specific ways to navigate personal development. I'm here to share, educate, and cultivate a safe space. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, my loves, welcome back to the podcast. I am coming to you from my grandmother's home. I am alone. I have a day off and I figured why not record a podcast episode because there's a lot of really beautiful transitional different things and I want us to get into the mindset that we are deserving of the things. In the last episode, I talked about how to manifest when you're not in a positive mindset. And I just want to say, I said what I said. Like, I meant what I said when I said it. You do not have to feel like life is easy or you don't even have to really believe all of the affirmations in order for you to really cultivate a result that you want. You just have to really get to a place where you're like, you know what? These are the steps that I have to take. I am capable of taking those steps. And because I'm capable of taking those steps, I'm also capable of cultivating that result. So I was thinking about other reasons why we don't go for the things that we want to go for. And I want to say that one of the things that I think is very different about POC communities versus white communities is community. It's the fact that we are influenced. We are greatly influenced, not just by Instagram or social media or any of that, but we're influenced by our families, by our peers, by our siblings, all of those. We take into account and we very seriously consider what our communities and what our respective circles are going to think, say, and believe about who we are and what we're doing. And in many ways, that is super beneficial because we have access to feedback that integrates multiple perspectives. But in another way, it is an excuse that we use to limit our own greatness. So in honor of every season, I want us to discuss how to very unapologetically not give a fuck. And that's just that's not to say that you throw all caution to the wind. That's not to say that you don't necessarily take feedback or ask other people what their opinions are. It just means that when you have made a decision about what you want to do, be, act, behave, believe, you do that even when someone's opinion might defer from yours, even when the person that's deferring an opinion is important to you. Because we seem to be attaching the importance of the person's status in your life with their importance of their opinion. And sometimes those two things don't always correlate. Because a doctor is really, really important to me, but I'm not going to go to a doctor about a court case. And so that same thing you need to apply to other aspects in your life that you would want feedback in or making decisions about. Somebody may be an important factor in your life in one aspect of your life. Perhaps if I was thinking about raising a child like I am, right? Let's let's say I have a parenting question. I'm going to go to my aunts and my mom and my grandma. They've done it before. Their insight is very useful. They've provided me helpful insight before. All of those things ring true. But if I'm going to be talking to them about the program I just got accepted in at an Ivy League, I can't go to them for that opinion. They don't have any basis for that. They're not going to be able to actually truly provide feedback based on anything that's relevant to what I'm about to experience. 
And so we need to recognize that everybody and every place and everything has its place in space. And because we cultivate community so deeply and it becomes such a big part of our identity, we think that everyone has to have the same place in every aspect of our lives. And so the first thing that we need to recognize is that not everybody has to be everywhere. Not everybody's place is everywhere. And not everybody's opinions about everything means that that's the opinion you have to follow. And so one of the things that I decided to do when I was kind of cultivating my own boundaries and and, and being unapologetic about what I want is deciding before sharing that this is what I was going to do no matter what, even when, even if, no matter what. And although opinions may or may not be welcomed, it does not change the fact that I believe this is both what I want and what is best for me. If I'm not certain about both of those things when I make my decision, then perhaps I do need to lean on my community a little bit more than I would. But if I know the decision that I'm making is both what I want and what is best for me, then I'm sticking to what I did. I'm sticking to what I said I'm going to do. Now, there are some times where we want something and it is not for our best. And we deep down know it and we can get defensive about when other people's opinion differs from what we want. But we know when something is not in your best and we can struggle with those things. But when it comes to your come up, right, when it comes to your ambition, to the thing that you want to do, to the way that you want to shine, to the way you want to belong is for your best bet, right? It is for your most aligned self. So one of the ways that I think about it is if it's in my best interest truly, and it's also doing me good, and it is also what I want, then I don't give a fuck what people say. I I have no desire to integrate any opinions, integrate any feedback. And I've thought about this when it comes to other aspects, right? Like a lot of us, we have a social media presence, we have an online presence, and maybe we want to grow that presence to influence a particular community of people. And so because we're trying to influence other people, we're trying to be an influencer of some type, or a content creator or whatever, what other people may think becomes very important. So I know y'all are probably like, but Judith, what if other people's opinions is exactly what is important for what I want to do? And I think that that's a great question, but I think you think you know the answer to that and that's what's stopping you. I think Virgos do an excellent thing at this. I think that they have created this dialogue in their head and then they use perfectionism in order to mitigate what they think will happen, which of course is not true. But Overall, what my answer to that question is, but it hasn't happened yet. So any conversation or presumption you have doesn't exist outside of your own brain, right? It doesn't exist. No one has actually said anything. You haven't actually done anything. You haven't actually taken the step and received the response. I would say if you tried something and you didn't get the response that you thought you would get, I think that that's evidence that you really could never predict in your brain until you do it what the response will be. And I'm so sorry about the noise outside, y'all. It is New York City. You know how it is. Do not use a disappointing outcome from a past time to dictate what a future outcome will be. If you're not currently doing the thing and actively receiving the feedback or the response, it doesn't exist. (laughs) And so what you're worried about is a response that hasn't happened yet with people you don't know in a space you haven't actually cultivated. So what is actually stopping you from being unapologetic? 
You have nothing to apologize for. You have nothing that you need to censor. You haven't done it yet. (laughs) It doesn't exist. You are creating a dialogue in your own brain as to what you think will happen if you do something. If we said that in any other context, we would think we were nuts. It is as if I was to say I finished a project because in my brain, I wrote the project plan and in my brain, everyone loved it. And so the project is done. There is no actual project. I did not receive actual feedback. I didn't go through the edits. I didn't go. I didn't do anything. Nothing actually exists. So my real question is, what is actually stopping you from being unapologetic in doing what you want to do and being unapologetic in what you want to do what is actually stopping you give me the concrete actual things that are happening presently right now as you're speaking that tells you indefinitely that this is exactly what is happening and and that it will never change If you can answer that question, then I understand why you would be very fearful of doing the thing that you want to do. But because as we know, you cannot predict the future. And as we know, the thing that's in your head doesn't actually exist. So that is how you are going to work your way out of thinking that the outcome will be something when the actual action and response hasn't occurred. And that is easier said than done. And of course, if you haven't done shadow work, please go back to my episode on shadow work and how to begin that because shadow work requires you to be very self-aware. And I do want to say shadow work doesn't just stop at self-awareness. There's a lot of toxic people that uphold toxic behaviors and actions and all of that that are very self-aware. They know that they're toxic. They know that what they're doing is incorrect. They know that they are not aligned with their best self and they still do it. So that's how we know awareness isn't enough, right? You are aware that you are creating self-limiting beliefs. It doesn't stop you from doing that. You have to stop you from doing that. But when you do shadow work and truly work through all of the things, right? It, there is there There become ways in which you learn how to engage and feel through negative emotion. And again, I have an episode on that as well. Because what you're actually experiencing is you creating negative emotion in your brain about something that is attached to the past or attached to a particular fear or trauma response. If we are hyper aware that we like validation, for example, or that we need validation in order to feel complete or self-love or whatever, or find some sort of care for ourselves. That has to come from somewhere. That has to come from somewhere. And that means that you have to cultivate healthy coping mechanisms around that negative emotion. Because that is what's really stopping you from doing the thing that you want to do. What's really stopping you from doing the thing that you want to do is that you are attaching the perceived response to a past emotion. And when you learn how to disconnect a perceived response from a past emotion, you suddenly become very unapologetic. You suddenly become very authentic. You honestly suddenly feel very lucky and free because you are not looking at everything that's in your future as a way to prevent past emotion. You're actually living with the intent of being your future self instead of simply avoiding your past self. And I know this got very, very deep, very, very quickly. 
But this is exactly why a lot of people stop doing what they actually want to do or talk themselves out of doing something that they actually want to do for no reason at all. And you're not going to convince me that there is a really good reason for why you're not doing something that you're passionate about, that is for your best interest, that you desire, that you really want. There is no outside circumstance that convinces me that you are not a major factor in why you're not doing what you want to do. And here's the thing, right? There could be some concrete reasons for why you may not be materializing things, right? Like, for example, I am and I feel hungry. But if I don't have money to buy food, that is real. That's true, right? So if I want to buy a product, if I want to sell a product and I don't have money to buy the materials and the things to create the product, then it is very true. I cannot cultivate the product. But what I can do is I can rebudget so that I'm able to find the money to buy the things. I can ask family and friends for assistance. I can sell a service until I can sell a product. There is everything and anything that I can do. But you have attached a meaning to those resources as well. You see what I mean? If I rebudget, um, you either don't do it because you're like, I don't have enough money or you feel a sense of entitlement to the things that you're currently spending money on. You've attached something to that. If you ask other people for money, you've attached something to that. If you get a second job, you've attached something to that. You have attached a perceived identity or feeling or action or thought or something to every single aspect of why you're not taking action. And so here is your homework for me because I'm going to keep this one short and sweet for y'all. Here's your homework. You're going to write the thing in the, in the biggest letters on the top of a page. The thing that you want to do, right? The people, the thing that you want to do, the people you want to influence, the product you want to have, the service you want to provide, whatever it is. You're going to write it at the top of the paper. And after that, you're going to write all the reasons why you're not doing it. And then you're going to write a possible solution to the thing, to the problem. You're going to write a possible solution to the problem. And then you're going to be very honest with yourself and tell yourself, why that solution doesn't work for you because obviously you've gone through this in your head right so i want you to see it in paper and i want you to give tell me if that's an actual concrete reason or if you're just attaching a feeling to that solution are you attaching a feeling a perceived emotion from the past to a otherwise plausible solution that if it had to be for anybody else but you you would give the right advice to right because we're great at giving advice to other people and naturally our brains are solution oriented right there's a problem we want to fix it because fixing it means getting back to homeostasis so detach it from your brain by literally writing it out on paper and then i want you to do that exercise where you are telling me what the emotion is associated to that solution what have you been making it mean why are you saying that it's not working why can't you do it and tell me would that actually be a plausible reason why you would tell a friend not to do it? Now, there could be some extreme circumstances to this, of course. And this is where coaching really gets involved, right? Because we don't always, we're not always at the level of self-awareness where we recognize the difference between us creating a limitation to it and it actually being a legitimate limitation. And when your mind is playing tricks on you and you want to perceive you, you want to use perception as reality, it could be very, very difficult to differentiate the two. So if you're having, if you're doing this and you're having trouble doing this, this is a great sign that mindset coaching or finding some sort of coaching practice is probably best for you, child. But in general, this will really get you at a place where you're like, 
am I really making stupid excuses for something that I actually want? Or if I have a lot of legitimate reasons, concrete, legitimate, materialized reasons for why I can't do it, then take a step back and recognize that this may not be the right time. And if your motivation is anything other than it being aligned with your highest self, then you need to check your ego. Then you need to check the motivation. And I'm going to say it like this. I knew many years ago and during this time that I am meant to help women give birth. I'm going into a direct entry NP midwife program. And I always told myself, if I don't get into this program, I just know it's not the right time. I'll try again next year. I knew the result I was going to get no matter what. Maybe my timing is wrong, but you know why it was so easy for me to say it that way? Because my motivation is in the right place. I know I'm supposed to be doing this. And so I do not attach a timeline to any part of my identity when it comes to this. But if I'm motivated by money, by validation, by external circumstances or anything like that, yeah, immediately, immediately, I would have attached other things to that. My motivation is not in the right place, then I am not in the right mind space. And with that, my loves, I say, be unapologetically yourself. Do the things that are going to elevate you as a human being because you want to, because you can, because you deserve it, and because it is best for you. And don't attach the community that you have with the identity that you want to have. Sometimes those things need to be separate. And so being self-aware enough and being very clear on the relationship dynamics that you have in your life allows you to recognize when someone is just criticizing you and when someone is actively giving you feedback that is worthwhile. I love you all. I'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.